T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Check out that site, but we are approximately 38 days, three hours away from the in totality. Isn't that exciting? Uh, this will be the first time that Buffalo has been in totality of a uh, solar eclipse since January 24th, uh, 1925. So, this is all really great news for Buffalo. So, um, a few years ago, we started looking at the opportunities around the eclipse because we knew this was big. Uh, we didn't actually know how big it was until we started until we started doing some research in other destinations who have had this happen. Because again, we haven't had one here in Buffalo uh, in uh, nearly a hundred years. Uh, but this is great news for us. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It also is challenging news for us as well because, uh, like I said, we've done some research on some white papers and looking at the other destinations, and we're going to have hundreds of thousands, if not a million people that will be coming into our region on top of a county that has almost a million people already here. So this is exciting for us. And we work with Smith Travel Research, who is the aggregator of hotel information um, across the country and around the world. And they even say, there's really nothing for us to compare it to. This is truly a destination's Super Bowl, if you will. So this is our Super Bowl, everybody. Uh, the poster Super Bowl, not actually go to the Super Bowl, but this is hosting the Super Bowl of Buffalo uh, because we're going to have thousands of people, our hotels, our Airbnbs, VRBOs, they're all going to be sold out for multiple days. Um, and this is just really exciting. And so in 2017, just to give you a little idea as well, this is coming from Smith Travel as well, um, the largest city that totality uh, experienced was Nashville, Tennessee. Behind that was St. Louis, Kansas City, Charleston, South Carolina, Casper, Wyoming, and Salem, Oregon. Um, and their eclipse was actually shorter than what we're going to experience here in North America um, in uh, 2024. But our cities, we have more larger cities. We've got um, Austin and Dallas, Texas. We have Indianapolis, Cleveland, Toronto, Montreal, and Buffalo is in the mix. Um, in comparison to those other cities, we have just about a thousand rooms less than Kansas City. So to give you some context as to how big this will be, because we know that people from around the world, across the country, this is a big event and they love to travel to experience a total solar eclipse. So we're really excited about the possibilities that this is going to bring. So we know that our hotels are at capacity. You've seen the stories about this. Our Airbnbs are filling up as well and they're at a premium. There are some hotels that are charging $1,000 a night. 
We also know that people are coming for three, maybe five days, uh, staying in our destination. So this is going to have a wonderful economic impact in our community, especially as what we would call a need period of time in uh, Buffalo and Erie County. We're just kind of getting into that uh, season of meetings and conventions that take place in the spring, leading up to our high season of the summer. So this is really happening at a perfect time. The other thing is, we didn't have to bid on this. This is just Mother Nature saying, here's a big event. Uh, take it and run with it. And I will say that our community has truly taken and, run, and ran with it. We have so many fantastic opportunities that our community and our partners have put together for our out-of-town visitors, our residents, to experience before and after the uh, total eclipse. So again, just to put a little bit more perspective on some of the economic impact of this, the average daily rate for April 7th, 8th, and 9th, and uh, for 22 and 23, the average was 52%. The average daily uh, rate uh, on the hotel uh, cost was $108. Last year, our average daily rate for the entire year was $133. Uh, for the entire year. So this is really going to far exceed those numbers. And we really won't be able to really assess those numbers until a few weeks after. So the media that's here, leave me alone a couple of days after the experience because I'm not really going to know. But we will be able to have a really good assessment following. So, um, But again, like I said, we're so excited at BBN because of the uh, sessions that we've put, been putting out like this, talking to our overall community about how they can get involved, what kind of activations that they can put into place. And we do have some fantastic experiences for people. I do highly recommend that you go to the landing page at visitbuffalonigra.com and you can see all of the activities, the events uh, leading up to the uh, overall experience. So uh, that's gonna be fantastic. Now on the challenges side of things, this is where it gets a little dicey and why we are having this uh, event today about the overall safety and um, the preparedness for our community. Again, lots of people. So what we read in, uh, from 2017, and again, taking into uh, uh, thought that those were many of those were in smaller destinations. Oregon, um, as I was just told, that the uh, state of Oregon, we have more people in Erie County than in the state of Oregon. So uh, that's something to take into consideration. We also have probably a better road infrastructure as well, where in some of the cities, traffic just came to a complete and utter halt and people were getting out of their cars to watch the eclipse, and that created a challenge. But when we started overall looking at this and reading some of these white papers and then seeing some of these challenges, we said we've got to engage with the county. Uh, they're obviously the uh, individuals and the organization who really need to uh, be aware of this, and of course they did because we've got a fantastic scientist, astronomer, and uh, County Executive Pullen Hearts is really into this, and so he was aware that this was happening. Uh, but then also, you know, bringing to their attention what's happened in some of these other communities. And so we're very fortunate that we do have a very engaged county who's involved with this, uh, bringing in together all of the emergency uh, preparedness uh, services that we have in Erie County, talking to the state, talking to the municipalities, talking to our other uh, regional partners as well. And so this is what this is all about today. It's really about your preparedness on the safety side of things. So again, like I said, we, we reached out uh, to the county, got this all in place. And so what I'm really excited about now is to introduce our county executive. Now, this is a guy who really takes into account um, all of the safety uh, precautions and health of our overall community. 
residents, as well as the people that come in. I mean, if you think about the snowstorms, the pandemic, he really puts us first and foremost, and I think that's really what makes him so successful because he does care about the people that come into our county and the people that live here. So, you know, this is why this is important as well because he brought together the people who are all going to keep our residents and our visitors safe on April 8th as well as the days leading up to and following. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our county executive, Mark Polikoff. Good morning, everyone. I want to thank Visit Buffalo Niagara for the work that they've done in preparation for what will be an incredible experience, a celestial experience unlike any other on April 8th. Uh, the work has been going on not just for months, but a couple of years now. Uh, when it was, it was actually two, three years ago, and we're sitting and looking and saying, yeah, this eclipse is going to hit Buffalo. Uh, this is something we need to be prepared for. And uh, I'm very proud of the work done in Erie County, Visit Buffalo Niagara and all our partners, and we're, we're, we're coming into crunch time. This is sort of the, the two-minute warning period uh, as we get to it. Yes, it's more than a month out, but it, there's a lot of work that's gone on uh, from two, three years ago to this point, and now there's even more that's going to occur in the next uh, few weeks, so I want to thank uh, Visit Buffalo Niagara and their team, as well as the other teams that we've worked with in preparation for what will occur on, on April 8th. Um, I just want to let, we have all the hospitality folks here, not all but most, and, and we are looking forward to you all having an incredible experience. And you're going to be open and you're going to be uh, working with our visitors and our locals. Uh, to those that are not in the hospitality industry, uh, I'm asking you to close the day of April 8th. Uh, Erie County government will be closed on April 8th. We want our residents to enjoy this experience, but we also understand how many people are coming to Erie County, Niagara County, and our region to enjoy what hopefully will be an incredible experience as long as the weather is sunny like today. <laughs> we keep our fingers crossed. Uh, but because of many different factors, we're, we're seeing, as Patrick noted, an influx of individuals that maybe some other major communities are not. Something that we hadn't thought about because of the time of year, but now with climate change, is definitely becoming more an issue, is we're expecting a flotilla of boats on Lake Erie, which, and we're hearing, they will be coming in from Cleveland, from Detroit. Now, if you get a bad windstorm in April, you don't really want to be on Lake Erie. So we have to work with our partners, of course, with the Coast Guard in preparation for that. But we are going to be ground zero. The city of Buffalo downtown is right in the middle of the totality, which means we are going to have a lot of folks, not just from outside of Western New York coming in. While all of Erie County and Niagara County are in the totality, not all of Western New York is in the totality. So we expect folks from Allegheny County, Cattaraugus County, Steuben County, Livingston, further to the east to actually come to Buffalo or Rochester, because Rochester is also in the totality too. So think about it. Think about all these individuals coming into our community, uh, and we don't know exactly when they're going to come. Are they going to come in the morning? Are they going to try to come early in the afternoon? Uh, is it a late arriving crowd? They want to be there for the totality, which means they're probably going to be stuck on the road somewhere, because we do expect traffic to stop. 
And that is going to cause a lot of issues, especially with the delivery of emergency services. Uh, you'll hear from very soon our deputy commissioners, one for emergency services, one for the Department of Health, responsible for disaster planning. It would be Greg Butcher from Emergency Services and our, our and, and the ESU, our EMS system, uh, Greg Gill from the Department of Health. Uh, one thing we've been getting a lot of requests of lately are organizations that are holding events that want to have paramedics, ambulances at the ready. There are so many of them that our community would not be able to provide them. Yesterday I was in Albany at a meeting uh, in regards to emergency services and one of the discussions was with regards to the eclipse. As was noted by Patrick, New York State's involved. We are hoping that we're going to be able to get additional assistance. But there are so many events that are being scheduled, not every event is going to get the coverage that it might normally get. So if you have not scheduled an event yet, put it out there that we're holding this party, we're holding this event, my answer, my, my, my statement to you is don't. Do not schedule an event at this point. I know you're thinking, ooh, we can have a big party. There are so many of them that are already scheduled, and there are so many people coming into town, it doesn't make sense. It really, as we're saying, we're closing Erie County government so that our employees can enjoy this. Why? Almost every school district that I know of will be closed the day of the event as well. So if you have children, children are going to be home alone if parents have to go to work. Daycares, others, they're going to be overrun. So we're asking businesses to close the day of the event. Uh, we are treating this in Erie County government as if it's a major snowstorm, a major blizzard, and we're just announcing that we're closed. Our offices are closed. Our employees will be on work from home status. And we're telling our employees, go out there, watch it with your children. To those that are running events, we are going to assist you as best as we possibly can, but we are very concerned about what normally just happens on any day. Car crash, heart attack, somebody falls, has a broken bone. They need to be taken to a, a hospital. We cannot provide ambulances and EMTs and paramedics to every event that we might normally would if there were a couple hundred people there just to ensure that they're properly protected because there are so many that have already been scheduled. So if you have not scheduled an event yet, don't. It makes our lives easier and make the community's lives easier. And you can still get out there and enjoy the eclipse. And the other thing is we still have eclipse classes available at our uh, museum site as well as our libraries. We've had to order more than such a demand, but we still have eclipse classes available. So if you go out there and say, hey, I'm going to wear one of these, once again, don't. <laughs> that would be bad. You need one of these. I think you all know that. But what we're starting to see is already these are being sold in supermarkets. There's mad rushes for these, and we know it's going to happen in the final couple days. Everybody who's not gotten their eclipse classes is going to want their pair of eclipse classes, and it's going to be very difficult at that point to ensure that there will be classes available. They are still available. They're still available for our Museum of Science. They are still available uh, through our libraries, though we suggest that before you go to your library, you call your library branch to make certain they have them in stock at that moment, because while we are continually replenishing them, uh, we want people to understand that you can come in and classes. We're not in, we're asking businesses, don't go to the libraries and ask for 200 pairs for the event that you're having. Please, this is for our residents. We purchased it through money through Erie County for our residents. So 
so that they can enjoy the eclipse safely. Uh, our goal is to ensure that each and every one of the individuals in our community has an opportunity to enjoy a once in a life. We talk about things, you, you see the advertisements during the holidays, once in a lifetime sale, which of course, the next time there's a holiday, once in a lifetime sale. This is truly a once in a lifetime experience. I don't think any of us were around the last time there was a full eclipse. Don, I don't think you were that old. Don Paul says he was. So uh, I'll leave it up to him because he's going to have an opportunity to talk about his experience when he comes up on the stage. <laughs> yes. But uh, I just want everyone to know, Erie County Government, our divisions, especially our emergency service, Department of Public Works and Health, are standing by to ensure that this is a great and safe experience for us. We are concerned because of all the activities that will be held on that day that if we are not prepared to handle it, it could not necessarily be safe. That's why we've been preparing for the worst. As we say in the emergency services field, for the worst, you hope for the best. We're hoping for a sunny day. We're preparing for the worst case scenario, which is a sunny day, bad things happening because there's so many people in our community. I don't think a day like that will actually happen, but we are prepared for it. But I'm asking each and every one of you that are holding events yourselves, bringing people into this community, be prepared. Be prepared for an onslaught of individuals. Be prepared for things that we haven't dealt with in the past. And understand if someone at your event has a heart attack, yes, you call 911. But if the streets are blocked, we're going to have trouble getting there as quickly as we normally do. So we are preparing and going to be positioning equipment throughout the community as necessary. And this is not just the downtown Buffalo thing. The totality will be all of Erie County. So we're asking folks, if you are in Allegheny County, in Cataraugus, Livingston, or coming from the Bradford area, you don't have to come to downtown Buffalo. You can come to other parts, our southern parts of Erie County, and see the eclipse just as well as you can from downtown Buffalo. Because we know if we get an additional one million people in our community, the impact that'll have, not just for the eclipse itself, but the hours beforehand and the hours afterwards. So we're asking everyone to be smart, be safe, and uh, most importantly, let's hope for a very sunny day without any clouds so we can have an enjoyable experience. Thank you all. Appreciate it.
And as um, already spoken, we're just thrilled and excited for the possibilities that are going to be coming with it in 38 days. So I will be talking a little bit about the impact of the motor coach groups coming into the region. Typically, leisure travelers follow an itinerary that's preset and travel together on a large motor coach that can accommodate up to 56 passengers. Uh, and we have been talking about the Eclipse uh, since before the pandemic. And in fact, I think my first booking came in 2019 or early 2020 for a group that really wanted to be sure they got their rooms and um, they were aware how the rates will go up and wanted to be sure they were able to get their passengers here for the full totality. Uh, but basically, any groups that are coming into the region on a motor coach are booking six to nine months on average and even more so 12 to 24 months in advance of a visit. And um, the hotels have been great to work with for the Eclipse this time around, and we've been trying to push them. Most of them have been sold out since, uh, with their group blocks since maybe last August or last September uh, of filling up any of the groups for blocks that they have for large groups. For the groups we've been personally working with at VBN, we know of about 20 or so booked uh, leisure full 56 passenger vehicles. I'm aware of many others that will also be coming into the region but have booked on their own without using our support system. And you have to also keep in mind, this doesn't include any of the local motor coach operators uh, that we have in our, within our region, within Buffalo and Erie County and even beyond. Also uh, sightseeing vehicles, we have also school buses that will probably get, be getting private charter groups that are coming into the area for the event as well. So we're expecting a big influx of coaches. They're also, just to give you a couple of highlights, we have quite a few coming in from Ohio, Illinois, Vermont. Uh, we even have one coming from North Carolina. So there's some good distances that people are traveling to get here. And quite a few from Pennsylvania. The ones that are coming from Pennsylvania or even from uh, Western Ohio, or Eastern Ohio, I should say, some of them are even just coming in as day trippers. So they're filling up their buses, they've got their plans made, and they'll be coming in for the day and then planning to drive home the same night. But I will tell you the majority are coming in for two to four nights, so we'll have the impact of them in the region for a good uh, three, four, five days of not only coming in for the Eclipse, but also going to many other restaurants, going to many other attractions, doing lots of other activities while they're in the area. One of the operators that I'm working with, they have booked five groups themselves, uh, five motor coaches, and they're not all coming from the same place, so they're coming from different states and different areas. And I've been working with them, particularly a little bit more than the others, on a variety of details with their logistics and uh, public parking. Motor coaches are about 45 feet length, and in certain cases, they'll do large movements together, meaning that three, four, five busloads are going to the same place at the same time. So there's a little bit of logistics involved with that, especially when it comes to dropping off safely, having the coach pull away, and then finding a place for them to park. So we've been working a lot on public parking and uh, where the coaches can go to be in a safe location while the group's enjoying different activities. Uh, so in many cases, they're going to need to use city streets in the downtown core. Uh, and otherwise, when they have the opportunity, they'll use larger size parking lots too. The groups are staying in all parts of the county for their hotel accommodations. They'll be in the south towns, north towns, downtown, airport. They're kind of scattered around 
the region, which you know we're, we, we did purposefully so that they're not all trying to park and in the same location at the same time. So I believe they're split nicely uh, throughout the area. On the day of the eclipse, most of the tour groups uh, have pre-booked far, far in advance their activities. And there's a few cluster areas of where the motor coaches will be. Again, the ones that we're aware of. Uh, some of the places are Greycliff in the South Towns, Old Fort Niagara, uh, Made in America store, as you already heard. And uh, we have some going to the Hofbrau House as well. So again, kind of split up, trying to keep them outside of the core on the day of, have them come into the downtown area on their off days to do other activities and enjoy what we have to see here. But again, during the actual eclipse, trying to keep them off the road and out of the downtown area. Uh, many of the visitors, it's their first time coming to Buffalo, and it might be the first time that the coach company is also coming in. And I know we have excellent hospitality here in the Buffalo area, so I hope that if any of you see the motor coaches around town, you'll take a second to wave to the buses, give them a nice smile, and really uh, help them understand the warm hospitality that we have in the Buffalo region because we really want them to come back again. <laughs> motor coach operators have the opportunity to bring new passengers and new people on a regular basis. So that's one of the goals of this opportunity is to have them understand that it is easy to get in and out. The hotels are easy to come in and come out and it's the same thing for restaurants and activities. So um, again, we're especially hoping that you'll take a chance to say hello to the drivers. Uh, sometimes drivers get overlooked and you know they sometimes make a lot of the decisions so they can say, I'm not going back there, it was difficult to get in and out. Or they can say, they treated me really nicely. So I'm just asking that you take a little extra time if you have a chance to see any of the drivers, to give them a little extra uh, buffalo, if you will, and show all of our warmth and hospitality. Uh, in addition to showing our groups a warm welcome uh, when they come into town, we are also providing 5,000 visitor amenities to share with the hotels. Uh, these will have a comeback theme described with them. It'll, we'll be giving out a bag, visitor guide, commemorative magnet, and chocolate. And we will be offering these strictly to the hotels within Erie County. Uh, later on in March, pretty soon actually, because March is tomorrow, <laughs> we'll be, you'll be con getting contacted from one of my colleagues at VBN, where you'll be able to put in a request if you're a hotelier to receive the items, the amenities for your hotel, and then we'll be putting together a time where uh, we'll be delivering them to your property. So uh, once you decide you would like the amenity, you'll be uh, allocated the same number of rooms that you have at your property, that number of amenities, and then uh, the items will be delivered to you and you'll have to actually put the bags together for distribution to your hotels. Now we're saying it's for the number of rooms, not the number of guests you may have in your hotel, uh, on the day of the eclipse, so please keep that in mind um, you know, when you're thinking about that. And we're really gonna probably go fast because there are 5,000 of them only and that we do certainly have more numbers of more rooms than that in the county. So once they're spoken for, they'll be gone. So take the opportunity once you receive the email from us to get on board and get those, um, get the, register for those. And once again, this is a really exciting opportunity for Buffalo to be in the public spotlight. Since it's the off season for us, it's one of our shoulder seasons, it's typically not a time we receive many motor coach groups in the region, so we're really looking forward to having them here at that time. 
and we're looking forward to working with all of you to be a great team for this opportunity and um, hope everybody here will be a great ambassador for Buffalo during the eclipse and all year round for that matter. So does anybody have any questions about uh, the way the motor coach groups will be working? surface 
and trying to predict when that layer is going to allow enough mixing of the atmosphere for the clouds to break up is actually one of the toughest calls in meteorology. Uh, now, live zone dependent, um, unless you're a general aviator and you're not instrument qualified and you're trying to land. Uh, but those three mornings I mentioned, the third, fourth, and fifth, we had the fog, we had the low clouds. Uh, I was not working as a TV meteorologist, but on social media, like other meteorologists, I was forecasting gradual clearing by midday and early afternoon. And it worked out. If you talk to a meteorologist at 7 a.m. on April 8th and we were to have that and ask, is it going to break up in time for the beginning of the partial eclipse? Name the hour. The models do that, but our brains and the models are not always working in tandem. That's a very tough call. But keeping in mind that the angle of the sun is lower in early February than it will be in early April, there is a climatological likelihood of better mixing in early April. So if all things else were equal, I would say we'd have a better chance of a breakup of stratus in a stagnant pattern like that on April 8th than we had on February 3rd and 5th. Is that a four degree guarantee? Mm -mm. No. <laughs> but stratus is not always solid. We can have a mixed clouds. We move on to the next one. And this is stratocumulus, also very common to the Great Lakes. And uh, since the lake temperature right now, Buffalo Lake temperature is at a record time of 36 degrees, we're anticipating at least a warmer than average first half of March, maybe not every single day, but we're not anticipating any days like today for some time to come. The lake temperature will probably be 38 or 39, maybe 40. And if we were to get an uncommon arctic air mass with a west-southwest wind blowing over the lake that would produce lake effect cloudiness and it would be stratocumulus and it would really tick us off I had to clean that up uh, but it becomes climatologically less likely by April 8th than it is today we're getting lake effect cloudiness today with a westerly wind we've had snow uh, that also of course is climatologically less likely but it is certainly not impossible. Um, so with this kind of strato cue, that's our slang phrase for it, there are at least breaks in the overcast rather than solid strato cue. And that would be more likely than solid, but the difference is not that drastic. Uh, so we can lose our Super Bowl meteorologically if we get a solid dense overcast. I'm not going to give you false promises that oh the odds are way against it. They are so much. So let's move on to. May I have your attention? May I have your attention? For anyone in the building, we have to test the fire alarm system. Please disregard any audio or visual devices. You do not have to leave the building. We are just testing the fire alarm system. Thank you. Discussions whenever I fill in at Channel 4. It's very embarrassing. Let's move to the next cloud. And uh, this time. <laughs> with alto cumulus. And uh, these are possible, certainly, but you can see for yourself, you'll still get a piece of the action. So again, as I said at the, at the start, it's not 
cloudy versus sunny. It's how cloudy. We can have thin overcast, we'll move to the next cloud, tight please. Or we can have, uh, this would be the worst of all, which typically produces rain or snow. That's solid overcast associated with a low pressure system, and it can happen. But climatologically, it's certainly less than a 40 or 30% probability of us having a general area of low pressure on the day. It has happened last April 8th, had the eclipse occurred that day, it was terrific. The year before, bad news. So if, if you see that, you will not get a dramatic darkening because it's already going to be pretty damn dark. And the temperature drop off will be much less noticeable because the clouds block the insolation, not insulation, the sun's heating. Uh, so it, it would really the impacts. There'll be some darkening, but it just isn't going to have the high drama of going from mostly sunny to dark. So we'll move to the next one. And in, in this uh, cloud cover, take a look. That is not total opacity. And that means you'll still be able to see the passage of the moon across the sun. Uh, would you be able, with proper protective glasses, which our uh, ophthalmologists will talk about, be able to see the solar prominences around the corona? One Probably one. not. No. So we lose that, but you will still have the spectacle of the darkening. A little less of a temperature drop off, but it will be more noticeable. So you see there are all these in-between states. Let's go to the next one, or I'm going to do just what I did for 30 years on Channel 4. Run over. I used to, used to run into Van Miller's time. Uh, here, we're in pretty good shape. We've got cirrus, which are fibrous ice crystal clouds. They are not opaque. And they do allow, even if they briefly interrupt in slightly thicker sections, you to get a complete viewing of the disk. So again, they could interfere with viewing the prominences. Uh, but you might log out and get the bluer part. So this wouldn't even be close to a total loss. But if you had a day like that, we'd be in pretty good shape for near ideal viewing. And you'd still get some dramatic cooling. Let's move to uh, the next one. And uh, this type, you can see, does present a little more in the way of blockage. But again, it's the opacity and the amount of cloud cover. And for some reason, last week, the Washington Post actually interviewed me about cloud climatology. I can only tell you, I want to finish up here and take any questions. Cloud climatology is very imprecise. It's not like temperature, humidity, wind, precipitation observations, which are taken every hour. The National Weather Service used to put a percentage of possible sunshine for each day here at the Buffalo office. So if you had uh, 13 hours of daylight, it would have how much sunshine do we have during those 13 hours. Uh, they don't do that anymore. It's fuzzy climatology. So if anyone tells you, oh, Buffalo's the cloudiest damn place, well, we are awfully cloudy from November to March climatologically, but the probabilities of more mixing in the atmosphere, the punch holes in any clouds that are around, improve as we get into early April. So again, my basic point on April 8th versus February 3rd, 4th, and 5th, is the climatology is noticeably improved. It is not ideal. Late April would be better. I've made calls. I couldn't move it. 
So, uh, when you see undue pessimism, I threw someone off my Twitter page, I refused to call it X the other day, for declaring the odds are overwhelming it will be overcast. Ding. Whoever that was is gone. So, uh, and that's happened to me, actually, a couple of times in my career. Any questions? Nino, it is past its peak, but it doesn't magically turn off. And actually, this strong elevation experience has resulted in the warmest climate, the warmest winter for the northern and central United States on record going back to the 1890s. It also produced a general snow drought in terms of uh, coverage of the ground with snow. Um, and it, it reduces the chances of Arctic air dropping to north southerly latitudes. In January, we had a disrupted polar vortex, which I've written about a lot of times. I don't know what's he talking about. Uh, but uh, we're less likely to experience that in early April than we are right now. Uh, so it, it will not have a, as much of an impact on us in early April as it did in January, which appears to be the cloudiest buffalo on record. And even though I said the climatology is very fuzzy, the Weather Service only recorded two days with visible sunshine at the airport in the entire month of January. It's cloudy as we are. That's unusual. Uh, so if there are any others? Or? Yes. Well, it'll, it'll be a partial eclipse. It, it will be a little west up directly overhead. And then by the time we get to totality, it will be, if you look up in the sky today at three o'clock, you'll have a rough, and I think you'll be able to see the sun this afternoon. You'll have a pretty good idea of where the sun's going to be. Well, not precise, but you don't need to be precise. And the answer I've had people ask, what's a great place to watch? And the obvious answer is, if you can see the sky, you can see it. It's not like a meteor shower. You don't have to go up on the your house, although it may need some maintenance. Anybody else? All right, thank you very much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.